0: Hey, hey, welcome to Web3 Weekly with your host, Blockstar Technology.
1: Let's go. Hi, right, so um,
2: Twitter Nation, Insta Nation, um, and also YouTube guys, pretty much we are live uh, today. This is our um, 21st uh, episode uh, of our podcast, Web3 uh, Weekly Podcast. So, uh, today we have a uh, um, and uh, we'll pass on to Sekia to uh, give a little bit of an uh, intro about himself and today we are missing Maureen so it's myself, uh, Craig and Charlie here and um, our prestigious guest uh, Sekia <laughs> 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 off to you hey mate Hey
0: guys, thank you for having me on yeah I guess uh, a quick summary is I'm an artist and designer from Melbourne, Australia as you can probably tell from the accent and the room <laughs> behind me Uh, I've been working in streetwear, fashion, and sort of hype culture holistically for nearly 18 years. I've worked for a lot of big brands, both corporately, as a designer, as a consultant, as an artist. Uh, And I've been in crypto since like 2017 and NFTs for pretty close to two years now, so nice to talk to you
2: guys. Awesome. Um, So Matt, you know, I've been following you for a while and I love your podcast. Uh, The value that you bring in is like really cool. And, you know, I had to tell before we start, I just want to tell a quick story. Um, basically, I, I already mentioned this to you, so you know. Um, I was never into like sneakers, I just like, you know, I love NFTs, but um, I saw the culture a bit, but I was never really into it. And then when I came across you, um, I was like, oh, who's this secure guy? You know what I mean? He's like everywhere. Um, and then <laughs> I was like following you and reading through your uh, posts and everything else. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this. I had a bit of a uh, sneaker fetish when I was young, um, about about 20, 30 years ago. But and I was like, oh, this is this is cool, you know. I got the nostalgic, you know, um, thing, and it's like, oh, this is cool. So then um, I've been listening, and then I joined, um, I bought into the uh, the main page uh, NFT project, um, and then yeah, and then I got one of the uh, sneakers from uh, from there. I won one of them from Sam and. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is cool, um, and that's it, you know, I mean, like, so you inspired me to get on it, and then, you know, here you go, I got on those, like, super custom sneakers,
0: so, thank you. that's <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, I'd love to hear it, I think, um, it's a really fun crossover, because I think NFTs obviously play into that, like, collectability mindset, that, you know, hype culture that we all know uh, very well is, you know, I would say when it comes to hype though, like NFTs are unlike anything I've ever lived in in the past, whether it's like streetwear, fashion, sneakers, designer toys, the ups and downs of this space are an accelerated rate of like a hundred times over anything I've experienced before. But I think that it's just so translatable. And I think that for me, what excites me the most, and and I say this a lot in spaces is, you know, I remember going to like the first ever swap meet that I ever went to for sneakers and there was like less than a hundred people there. I was first in line. I wasn't sure anyone else was going to show up. I was like, "Am I the only person who cares about shoes, besides the people that organized this event?" And then, you know, 20 years later, I still talk to, you know, so many of those people that I met that night. And I feel like we're in a similar position now. And obviously, you guys know it and feel it as well. But like for me, you know, being a part of like the emergence of a subculture into something so much more than that um, is a really exciting wave to be a part of. And. You know, I look at the hundreds of millions of people that buy into or collect sneakers and toys and fashion and collectibles every year and what a microscopic percentage of those people who know what NFTs and digital collectibles are at the moment. And and I go, like, the opportunity here is endless, especially with players like Nike and Adidas and everyone already jumping in. So I am really excited and passionate about where we're at and where we're going. And uh, I'm excited that, like, people find something out of the space that i bring like uh i feel lucky to be able to combine so many things i'm passionate about into the space at the moment and that's actually what gave me my career i studied finance uh which is why i like crypto wow and i started doing graffiti on sneakers and by the time i finished my uni degree i was like man can i make a career doing art (laughs) like i I can avoid the bank (laughs) so you know i I pursued that And, and here we are like 18 19 years later so I have a app for finding a way to combine a bunch of things I love into one and uh, crypto and NFT seem to be the thing that you know resonates with me most at the moment. So I'm excited that you enjoy it.
3: Can, can I ask for you, what came first? Was it the art or was it the sneakers? <laughs> sneakers. It was definitely sneakers. So... I was raised very like strict Catholic Italian,
0: so I didn't have a lot of choice in my education, as you can imagine. So yeah. it was maths, science, commerce, um,
1: and I didn't study any kind of art at all. Never have. I'm 100% self-taught in everything I do and have done. So
0: I would say it was definitely a passion for basketball. At the age of 13, the day I turned 13, I got a cash job in a bakery as a janitor, after school, to earn money to buy Jordans. So nice. it was definitely sneakers. And then by the time I was like 18, 19, sneaker culture started to blow up. And I was like, I want something that no one else has. I don't want something that 500,000 people have. So I started just painting my own sneakers. And then posting, this this will date me and tell you how old yep. I am. Uh, <laughs> I started posting them on MySpace. And oh. months later, I was <laughs> making cool. them for rappers in America. It just like... It was just like a serendipitous accident that ended up yeah. changing my life, I guess. So, yeah, it kind of cool. worked out for the best. But sneakers definitely came about four or five years before the
2: art did. Yeah. Oh, mate, um, can I comment on your background?
0: Those yeah. <laughs> figurines look <that> sick, man. <laughs> yeah, this is, the, uh, this is the studio. So this is where I sit. For way too many hours every day. Um, I obviously want to work towards a bigger space. If you could see the rest of this room, it's just it's yes. chaotic. There's very little room to breathe in here, but um I have a cabinet off to my left that you can't see on screen that's like all my work, um all my collaborations and stuff. And then behind me is toys designed by companies that I've worked for or designed by friends or Something that inspires me, and um, I actually, as an artist, did the like global Comic Con tour for a few years. So like New yeah. York, Singapore, Hong Kong, and uh, I would always buy something at every event I went to to kind of that's remember crazy. it. I'm not big you on know, taking photos, so I just kind that's of collect cool. stuff as I travel. And uh, what you see behind me is a lot of uh, a lot of that journey.
2: Man, that's so cool, mate. Um, right, so um, I heard your backstory uh, being in spaces. You know i would love for you to sort of you know uh, tell us how what what that journey you know progress you know so far for you yeah so basically two years ago i was sitting in the kitchen working on a spreadsheet uh
0: for an uninspiring uh outcome and a friend of mine that is a very well-known artist. His name is Justin Meller. Um, he's like the digital, the godfather of like digital art. I always quote that to him as a joke because yeah. the first time I ever met him, I read an article about him like the day before, before I went and caught up with him, and we just played basketball for like five hours. Um, and uh, he had a drop on 50 gateway, and he had an event that changed his life. And like I was like teary in the living room wow. as like a friend of his like watching his hard work be rewarded by this new technology called blockchain and NFTs, and the reward for decades of hard work, of digital art and being a master of his craft, being rewarded financially rather than just exploited by companies, um, was like a mind explosion for me. And he'd been on my back about NFTs, like, you know, with my art style, it's quite translatable into vector, it's quite cartoon, so, it works well in the space, uh, and obviously we knew that sneakers was going to play a role in this space eventually. So um, after that, um, we just continued to talk about it more, and I decided to buy in and educate myself. Uh, I don't know if you remember Savage Droids, uh, so I bought into Savage Droids and Dead Fellas pretty quickly, yep. and then found out that NFTs were more than just selling JPEGs. It was about like community and finding. Um, you know, a place that brought you whatever you wanted it to bring you. And I think the Dead Fellows community displayed to me that NFTs could build what forums built in the 2010s. Mm. Uh, I used to run a forum with half a million people on it. And I was like, oh shit, this feels familiar and yeah. really fun. So the community element was like the last missing piece of the puzzle for me that really got me sucked in. So ever since then, it's been NFTs every day. And um, yeah, just working towards. Eventually launching my own project, being involved in projects I'm passionate about and giving value back to people that want to get involved and educating them about how to do it safely. So yeah, today a yeah. crazy it's I can't believe it's two years. Like it's it? it's nothing. Right. Like, like the hours are endless, but the days go fast. I don't know how that works. So, yeah. I yeah. mean,
2: dude, it's the same with us here, right, Charlie? I mean you yeah. can, you know. Yeah, see.
4: I know. Well Blockstars, we're almost at two years now. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot done but it just feels like it's been done so quick as well like the time you is you know dog yes. years <laughs> <Dog laughs> yeah, dog dog yes. you know? and
2: that's what we're saying like you know you feel like you know coming from uh web 2 um space coming to this one it's just like super fast isn't it yes. like and you can't keep up with it like yeah, that's the thing it is yeah you
0: know i think um it's really interesting right so like coming from an artist point of view i would work on a project Traditionally twelve months out, and then like for a corporate point of view, like eighteen to twenty-four months out. Yep. Now you drop something, and two two minutes later, people want what's next. This <laughs> yes. <it's> just like <laughs> and end up in a space where there's like no reward for outcome. Yeah. Um, on the other <laughs> side, so yeah, it, it's very different, and like it definitely keeps you on your toes. There's hmm. I think there's real excitement and energy around the pace at which you can yep. create in the space and be. Um, inventive and, like, mm. recreate yourself or bring something new and exciting. I wish people on the other side of the fence sometimes would breathe, take a breath yes. before, like, hammering people for something else, yeah. uh, but you know, that's the space that we're in and we'll evolve into something more mature over a longer period of time, which I think is already happening this year. I mean, like, the, the first three or four weeks I feel like it been a bit more chill and there's a mm. bit less uh, pressure. Maybe that's because some mints have done well yes. and people yeah. are a little bit stressed. But yeah, I, the pace is unbelievable. I try and explain to people. I get a lot of questions from people about like how their project can work with brands. Like it's like the number one thing in my inbox. Like X project has minted out as a two week floor. How can we work with a sneaker brand? And I'm like, okay, first things first, it's January, 2023. Yeah. I'm like, we well, to come out till the end of 2024. Like how's your roadmap for the next two years? And then like the conversation kind of like, gets weird right because in this space if you don't have a plan for tomorrow you don't have a plan for two years away so trying to mesh the web 2 and web 3 world is really
2: interesting right now yeah i mean 100 you know i mean that Charlie what do you yeah
4: no in, I, I, I agree like we travel at a fast pace open source decentralized it's a game changer for innovation and i've yeah. seen it over the years happen and Numerous ways and once it gets done done. Well, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that makes sense Like yeah. Finally, it like got pulled off and it's working and I see, yeah, yeah. that's the That's going to be the standard that will probably go forward until we innovate again, which 100%. can be a month away Six months away. It's not really longer than four years so. and so, and though it's, yeah. it's
3: not just the speed at which it's traveling yeah. at or progressing it's the breadth of yep. uh, and <coughs> what it's covering mm-hmm. which is why it's so difficult to keep up it's not necessarily that you can't keep up with the speed no,
2: makes sense yeah but it's just the such breadth.
3: a wide variety of, of yes everything that's being innovated right. mm. that you need to specialize you, you've got to pick your own specialties or you won't keep up with that if you're trying to keep up with yeah. everything
1: yeah
0: so, and uh, I agree with you 100%. Like, I actually had this discussion with um, some Moonbirds today. Uh, I'm in a Moonbird space, and I'm a holder, so we catch up pretty regularly. And I was like, man, I've got to start selling out of projects I love because I just can't keep track of them. I'm missing free mints. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm missing like claims. I'm missing staking. <laughs> like, you know, the, the space is evolving so much. And then you, you take into account wanting to get back into DeFi, following the crypto charts, like, there's just so much more. You're, I think you're 100% right, and I, I think that it's exciting that it gives people opportunity to, like, specialize in a space that, like, a year ago, I could be across everything, like, yeah, okay, yeah. without much stress. I wake up this morning, and I'm like, okay, what do I do first? I go on IC Tools, I open Blur, I go and, like, checkpoint spot, like I check pricing, uh, <laughs> I've got like 115 new alerts on Discord. Which ones are important? Yep. Like, what what have sold overnight? Like, it's hard, right? So, yes. Um. Yeah. I think for me, I'm I'm narrow, I'm dedicated to narrowing focus at the moment. Mm-hmm. Because you know you can only be a master of a few things. Otherwise, you're a master of none. And uh, yep. being in 150 odd projects, and you know, not being one. A valued contributor to those projects then as well is not really great for the ecosystem so i hear you, yeah. and Gary, I, I think it's both i think the pace but also the breadth is something that you know we don't discuss a lot because mm. it's just uh yeah I, I want to spend my day creating not yes. catching up on discord exactly right i,
3: I think it yeah. speaks volumes for the amount of I guess space and room for other people to join yes the the web 3 yeah
2: yeah at yeah. the moment i guess when you when you started like two years ago it's, it was easy to keep up with like oh it's like two projects oh it's another project third project oh another project fourth project oh, another project yeah. I and mean, before you know it now you're like into like seven eight i got like 30 <laughs> yeah, odd yeah, discord yeah. channels in there and I, I can't keep up with anything you know i keep up with like vfriends mintage and kingship and few of those like that and I just like, you know what? Other ones are like maybe once or twice a week type of deal because it's just like, you know?
4: Yeah, yeah. And, and getting back to um, the question before Secure, how do you see brands as we know it? Like we've seen great work from Nike and Artifact working together. Mm-hmm. And we've got a sort of a new way of supporting fashion with QR codes and AR. But how do you see brands coming into this space in say the next five years or ten years, as such, mm-hmm. and what that movement looks like from your um, experience?
0: Yeah, I um, uh, I spoke, I did a lecture, I I spoke at NFT Fest about like digital fashion, and I think for me like this is the biggest revolution in in fashion for fifteen <laughs> plus years. I think the way that we interact with brands will be different uh, from now until the end of time based on what we see available to us over the next 12 to 18 months. I think Nike have set a blueprint, um, and not every brand works, you know, Lacoste did a pretty project, Yeah. why? Um, you know, Porsche didn't mint out, I'm not going to shit on Porsche, oh. there's enough people on Twitter doing that, <laughs> um, but, Yeah. Uh, it's just, um, I'll give you some examples of where I think this is going to go, right? like, and I'll use, like, numbers, right? So, if we speak to Nike, for example, there's, on average, approximately a $6 billion resale market of goods on, on secondary, um, with the sneaker industry total valuation globally being, like, $140, $150 billion. Wow. Nike has never been able to tap into that secondary revenue because they sell a recommended retail price, so legally you can't go back and resell your own product. However, um, if X percentage of those digital collectibles are sold as NFTs, uh, rather than actual pairs of footwear that are interoperable or able to be worn in NBA 2K, you know, it can be burnt or redeemed for tangible goods, you have the opportunity to skim royalty on the secondary sale of them how many times? Yes. Um, You know, we've seen Artifact generate approximately $600, $650 million in total revenue as a business model to date. Um, If the numbers aren't enough, uh, for me, brands are trying to be more sustainable than ever before and I think, you know, people are, there's this like interesting thing about sneakerheads where you like, you want to flex, right? But I've got 500 pairs of shoes in the garage, what good are they doing? Yep. Well, we can have a digital wardrobe <laughs> that anyone can see at any point in time. I think we're living our lives more digitally now than ever before, mm-hmm. so goods can come with AR filters attached. I think they I think we'll launch brands out of the web-free space before they ever hit shelves. Um, I, it's, it's just so exciting for me, I could rant for an hour, but yeah. I think Nike set a blueprint, I don't think brands need PFPs anymore, I think you need a genuine way to add value to the customer experience, and rather than a brand launching a PFP, I'd like to see something like this. Mm. I go to Foot Locker, the Foot Locker app is like Starbucks, it's integrated into whatever chain you want, Polygon, ETH, whatever, so I have an on- like an on-chain reward system connected to my wallet so i go in and i make a purchase of footlocker there's a web3 redemption station that adds credit however digitally to my wallet through my purchase i buy a pair of the new mellow ball twos mm. i go home by the time i get home i'm airdropped a digital version of the mellow ball 2 as part of the reward for the in-store experience because i don't want these brands to continue to exclusively be extractionary i want yes. to add value So then you have the opportunity to then sell that item and recoup part of the price of your original Mm. purchase. Or, like through the lens of interoperability as we move forward through different various metaverses, wear them on your character. Like Fortnite, for example, uh, I think there was like $8 million of revenue generated in 48 hours of selling uh, NFL merch. Just basically garments with logos on it. So like, the roadmap for all of this is built, we just need the puzzles to pieces to be put together. I think we'll stop seeing so many PFP brand launches. I think we'll see a lot more dynamic trade integration. Uh, I think we'll see a lot more brands dipping their toe in rather than going hard. I think a lot of the brands that jumped in 18 months ago didn't realise they had to set a game plan out for the future. I think they thought it was just a good way to make money short term. Mm. So I think it'll evolve a lot. I think the customer experience will be primarily driven through loyalty, brand app integrations, but then just so many fun things we can do and you know fabricant is already showing that through their partnership with vogue and and the stuff that they're doing from a digital fashion point of view so that was a lot sorry but uh, but there's so many things to do in this space when it comes to fashion yeah yeah
2: definitely. that's like that's a crazy thing right even um you know hearing uh to you uh secure it's just like it opens our minds like i mean like we are in this space we are Um, We are doing uh, projects, we are doing audits, we are doing all this, we are also doing 3D, um, we got 3D artists, and we're doing all that stuff, but still, listening to what you just told us, like, oh, wow, you know, that's cool, you know? I think a lot of people think of like, oh, this is what happens in the real world, let me take you to the metaverse, let me take, okay, you know what, let's go and watch, you know, whatever, right? I I don't think people are still, I I guess you had to be empathized with them because they can't see what that is, because I think, apart from Nike, even Adidas didn't execute on their thing properly, it was just like stale. I don't know what happens yep. there. Apart from Nike, I don't know who has really done something like, you know?
0: So well, I think the thing about them too is, right, they, I say this, so I worked there for eight years. Um, it was a while ago, but so like I have brand bias, like I did work there <laughs> <done> <laughs> part of my career, and I've done a bunch of artwork and I did a collab with Jordan Brand. So like, I'm pretty familiar with them. Uh, I would say that like, as much as anything from a product point of view, Nike is arguably maybe the best marketing agency in the world, right? And I think where they see an opportunity, they drive brand value. And I'll give you two reasons why I think that this sets like the trend off for the wider market and sets a blueprint. One, Nike had their annual meeting a couple months back, had four logos on stage. The uh, Jumpman for Jordan Brand, the Swoosh for Nike, the Converse check if you don't know. Converse is owned by Nike, and then they had the Artifact blade next to it. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, like, I get chills talking to you about that. Like that is like a brand is like so immensely important to them. So they are dedicated to making this work. I know that their staff, done Artifact, is continuing to push from strength to strength with the launch of Project Animus impending and their Pod Burn this week. But on top of that, if that isn't enough to show you like the brand investment and dedication to their product from a Web3 point of view. I would say that um, they got into skateboarding in the early two thousands and the skateboarding community was very FU to Nike. They were like, You're culture vultures, you don't belong. Who's the biggest skateboarding company in the world today? It's Nike, right? Like and by a long shot, it's not even close. So when it comes to like dedication and the success to make this kind of project work. Even if you look at the fact that they launched their project with Faroque on radio rather than going traditional web two media That's a good point. they're dedicated to making it work. If you're a brand sitting on the periphery watching what's happened so far, they're providing everyone with a roadmap. And I think that when people find out about what brands are doing over the next 6 to 12 months, there's going to be a lot of missteps, right? There's going to be products that do and don't work, but I think that you know, there's a lot of people coming along for the ride and realizing that, maybe they can commercialize their brand in the world of esports through this lens where every brand in the world has tried to commercialize esports over the last decade and failed because i play games in my socks and tracksuit pants not yeah. performance clothing and uh energy drinks exactly. so it's gonna be yeah i i really think they've set a landmark up for everyone to follow mm, yeah. Yeah, i mean you uh, know um
2: it's i guess probably if, a lot of other artists the digital artists right uh, following you I feel like they'll be thinking like oh my god how is this guy doing this stuff like superhuman right doing this art there doing this that here and then all these things right so like we have um, you know we talk with different artists whether it's like sculpture artists or digital artists or painting like oil paint yeah you know mm-hmm. artists and so for them they're still not like traditional artists are not seeing the value of it because you know again because this is not touchable no one's really talking there like oh, i don't know how it's like oh crypto is a scam and type of things right and that's okay i mean look i think it's be really, like long term onboarding process yeah. right so when you got onto the whole crypto space what was that one thing that if you can think back to it, it flipped the switch for you as an artist Oh shit, I think, oh sorry, um, you know what, damn, I should go on, you know, <laughs> dive deep, you know what I mean, that rabbit hole, so what was that one thing for you that you can really remember that that inflection point? I think from,
0: like, so from a finance education point of view, the premise of crypto I find extremely intriguing and worthwhile and um extremely beneficial and and I believe today as I did six years ago that like it will change the world and it's already starting to and um I think the conversion into crypto after it matured out of its early implementation phase um to me was just a a no-brainer I I can't think of a specific moment but like from the beginning of that um like introduction to me like 2014-15 like that just made a lot of sense so The the conversion into NFTs, if I'm being honest, was way harder for me. Um, It took me a long time to understand the value of NFTs. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking, like, over two years ago before, like, you know, this is when, like, CryptoKitties was around and I wasn't paying attention and all this sort of stuff. I was just like, I don't see it. Like, I don't understand and i was in my 30s i wasn't gaming anymore but i knew pokemon was making a billion dollars a year on pokemon go like i knew that you know nba 2k was making all their money off like store purchases i knew there was like an appetite i worked for a brand that was doing esports so like i knew what the revenue from an esport point of view was i just couldn't connect the dots for for art and then um it was the digital so many digital artists go undervalued right? Their art is perceived to be less than something on a canvas because people don't understand how it's made. And they don't understand that maybe a digital piece by Boss Logic or Justin Mallow or someone might take 30, 50 hours and 15 years of technical training to execute. And seeing the provenance provided to that digital artwork was the thing that actually changed my mind about the value of NFTs. Mm -hmm. It was... Adding uh, authenticity, ownership and provenance to digital artwork rather than the right click save mentality Um, and then providing these artists the opportunity to build their career outside of working for brands or doing graphic design jobs that they didn't want to do. Mm. It actually gave artists that I looked up to and was friends with the opportunity to be themselves and have a career off their own back and if you look at so many of these artists that are like Psych from dead fellas pack like the, the list is endless right yes. um graphic anadol like tipatron from australia like it's just beautiful to see it and, and for me like anything that supports artists that way and then give them the opportunity to earn royalties off the sale of their mm. products that like changed my mind entirely and then yes. you know sitting in the kitchen and seeing one of your friends win is the best experience cool. and then after that i was like man i should have listened six months ago (laughs) how how can i do this now and stop being ignorant and hate like just being a hater for no reason let's learn and then i've kind of taken that mentality to try and bring as many people along for the ride as well and i know a lot of web2 artists that we're converting into web3 artists because of the opportunity that this world affords us um, to be creative own our own future uh and have a, a of living without someone taking 50% of the gallery, which is also nice. So, yeah. Been, yeah, it's uh, it was definitely a few things, but it took a minute
2: and now I'm fully unlocked. Oh, man, you are you are <laughs> all the way, you are all the way in. So, you know, it's, it's yeah. funny, like you know, Charlie uh, tells me, Cozy, you have to know the history so that you know the future, right? I was before <laughs> I met Charlie, it was really that you know what, history is something that I did when I was at school and I don't want to do it again, but um. Once Charlie mentioned it, I started doing a lot more like reading about the history, and and then came across that there was a time in, in the history that when people start painting on canvases, they were you know like oh that's not real art because real art is like what's on chapels and you know all that, and now we are going to the same thing with the digital art. You know oh, that's not real art. You know come on, mm-hmm. you know so. Well,
0: I I've, I've experienced this in my own career like. When I started customizing sneakers in the early 2000s, everyone told me I was making fakes. Everyone told me I was just like, you know, ripping off artwork. And then, you know, five years later, I'm in the Victorian Albert Museum in London. I'm in the National Gallery of Victoria. I've designed shoes for Jordan brand. Oh, bad bad. Jordan has my shoes. Like, it's funny how, like, if you were just dedicated to what you're passionate about and you can get through that like initial phase and you just stay true to what you want to do like the audience will eventually shift their mindset to come along for the ride and like it wasn't easy at the start like getting all that hateful feedback but like i was just persistent because i was doing it for me i wasn't doing it for anybody else and i think that like when i create artwork the biggest mistake an artist can make i think is trying to make something for everyone um i only really make artwork that i like and i found that through that lens I've been able to foster and create an audience that likes my aesthetic and, and wants to be a part of that universe or artwork or whatever so yeah I, I hear you totally because like I literally lived that like um, you know I was getting so much hate online when I started customizing, customizing sneakers and then there was only two people in the world doing it for a job me and my very good friend Sabotage in Singapore and now go look up in, you know,
3: custom sneakers on yes. Instagram, and they're oh, ten thousand, a hundred thousand. Like it's just crazy how things change. No, that's yeah. crazy. So, so can I ask you to, and I don't know how you would describe this. I guess you just said that you create art that you like. How much of a balancing act is that for you when working for, you know, a, a brand or something that obviously has a vision in their mind, but it's it's got to be difficult, I would imagine.
0: It was really hard at the start, mate. Like, um, so I tried to be super commercial at the start and my friend Sabotage in Singapore gave me some advice. He's like, if you just keep creating artwork based on things that you like, they're just going to hire the people who make the original artwork, not you. And I kind of, right after that point in time in that conversation, that was kind of like an unlocked moment for me where I was like, all right, I'm going to take the commercial hit and maybe make less money over the next two years and try and establish a style that... I don't have to sign my name on the canvas or i don't have to sign my name on the artwork for people to know that it's mine and me and i took that risk financially and like i can tell you over that two years trying to establish that like ip and brand yeah. in the art world was not working for me financially but i'm in a privileged position now that like if kid robot come to me or globe or you know i do customs for lego and all this stuff like they come to me for my eye like my use of color my my style and then what I do is I put their branded spin on my aesthetic so I try and like compromise the two uh, but I would say like starting out to artists like the biggest piece of advice I can give them is don't try and copy someone else like you can be inspired the only reason I know how to draw is because I copied graffiti out of graffiti books for years like trying to do graffiti and, like why does this work and how does this letter work with this and this style And I taught myself by copying other artists but when I came time to like Come out as an artist and sell art i wanted to make sure that i had my own branding and ip so i'm lucky that like and to be fair brands won't come to you because you're a good painter they're going to come to you because they want something that you have and it's traditionally going to be your audience or ip or experience so if you don't have an identifiable style you probably don't have a chance of working with a brand wow
2: that's a really good point yeah
0: yeah that, that's awesome man right? hey um, I, I'm, I'm
2: cons- you know, very concerned about the time, conscious about the time because you're going to shoot off pretty fast. Uh, as a last question, man, I'm going to ask you, can you um, tell us a little bit about your sneaker cars? Because I'm super keen on those ones, um, <laughs> wink wink, um, but <laughs> you know with the NFTs, so I'm like super cool. I'd I like to hear about your uh, the uh, other NFT projects and what you're working on as well um, as, a, as closing points, that'd be fantastic, man. Yeah, cool, thank you for asking. Um, so, Sneaker
0: cards is a sort of the idea around that to me was creating like a blockchain, um, like forever identifiable archive of the artwork that I've contributed to the sneaker scene over the twenty-year career that I that I've had, and um, creating like a deck of cards essentially that uh, momentous customs for me and kind of helped set me on the path from painting shoes on my bed in my parents' house to. Having a studio and, and you know having a career completely different than what I thought I was going to have at 17 or 18. So Sneaky cards are the I would say like representation of what got me to here today and what will set me up for where I'm going in the future. So um, the utility of Sneaky cards is pretty simple. Um, we release short series of Sneaky cards. So we're getting ready for series two drop at the moment. We drop 10 to 15 a series. Uh, we, we do like a raffle or a giveaway at the end of every. 15, uh, and that is for a pair of customs. So we design, I designed a pair of customs for the winner of the raffle and it's a merch giveaway, I would say outside of that, the most important utility is that it will be the Genesis, Genesis pass for what I'm building in my project. That will be called robo ghosts. So, uh, the robo ghost is actually the narrative and IP world that I built to answer the earlier question. I was like, how do I have an identifiable style? And I was watching Donnie Darko drinking vodka one night at home, and I'm like, had this idea, and I'm like, like oh, I was gonna be, I was gonna be like just this robot. I was just gonna like work in a bank. I wasn't gonna like it. I was like, what happens to a robot when they're no longer with us? Like, it, what would a robot like robot ghost look like? And I just started drawing these characters. And then by the end of the night, I wrote like this like four-page narrative around this world, like this dystopian future they lived in. And for the last fifteen years, I've been drawing these characters, and every toy I design every sneaker i've designed i haven't told the companies that i've been hiding the ip in the product yeah. so you, know, you get my first pair of shoes from globe from 2009 the whole in like the whole insole is robo ghost arms
1: yeah.
0: um same with the kid robot toys that i designed like four or five years ago the whole inside of the box is robo ghosts so um, <laughs> this is the opportunity to bring like that narrative to life for the first time it yeah. uh, will be through the lens of like a generative bfp we will probably do less than 10 k it'll be like three or $4,000, uh, we are going to do heaps giveaway, we've got brand partnerships and sneaker collabs and all sorts of stuff to wrap into it, so we're kind of in a really bad time to launch an NFT project, hey. so <laughs> yeah. um, I think what I'm doing at the moment is just trying to be present, provide as much value to people as I can, focus on sneaker cards, but it's much smaller, and then build that authentic audience of followers that we can then reward when we launch RoboGhosts and go into all of our brand partnerships and that bigger rollout for that. So that should happen as soon as we turn around or maybe by mid-year, so I don't keep paying everyone month to month without launching because <laughs> it's gotta keep it's right? But um, yeah, it, it's been a really fun transition building that up. And I think the one thing I wanna focus on RoboGhost is like setting a realistic expectation for the audience and being super transparent and clear. Hopefully you guys feel like that's who I am as a person. I, I don't set unrealistic expectation. I am very transparent and honest and I think there's big mistakes being made by projects at the moment by getting a hundred ETH and saying they're gonna build a metaverse and like, you know, launch a globally recognized streetwear brand and like realistically so many of these people don't have that experience. Yeah. So we're gonna be really clear, really honest, really upfront. Everything will be declared. I saw a project get flooded yesterday for taking funds out. The day after it minted i'm like no. maybe they're preparing for tax guys because yeah. they're adults you know like this <laughs> <laughs> stuff so um it's going to be a lot of fun and i think the thing i'm most excited about is like giving back to the people that are buying it so whether that is through the product and sneakers or whatever that's cool the toys we designed that's cool too but we're going to have consultation days where we have the opportunity to you know provide feedback for people that are building and information um, and building communities like I've illustrated a few times like i've run so many websites built so many forums i give art classes uh for schools and stuff like i am a giving person so for me getting a community of people that are thriving together and working towards something like that and then shit sneakers blow up like i'm going to be in early and i want to be the sneaker guy so gotta make sure me and, and the group of people that we get behind us are at the forefront of that space too so Thank you for asking, Um, we'll do so many spaces and roll out information over the coming months but uh, the RoboGhost Twitter is up, if you like the artwork it's already there, there's some teasers for what's coming and Sneaker Cards Season 2 will launch soon, Uh, we're doing votes to let the community decide what shoes to uh, put in Season 2, so that's been fun too.
2: Yeah,
0: and that's cool, I've been following. Do
3: you want to let everybody know that's listening, like how on Twitter they can find the RoboGhosts?
0: Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so um, the Twitter is just called the RoboGhosts. I'm SecureD with a K. And um, the sneaker cards has its own Twitter, just um, sneaker cards. Uh, I managed to get that early. I thought the story would be gone. Uh, but all of them are, are fine. Uh, you can find all of the links off my link tree, which is on uh, the SecureD Twitter, which is kind of my main home. And then those are kind of all the portals around which I work every day thank god we can schedule tweets eh? otherwise good... we spend all day on Twitter managing three or four accounts but we do all we can 100%, 100%. <laughs> right um thank you so much
2: um for your time today uh Sekir, because you know i know you're you got quite a lot going on and you still put aside you know this time aside and you know that's like bringing so much value to us uh and then also the community as well and uh, like you said you mentioned you're a giving person and we are we are the same and that's why I really want you um, on the podcast. And we always pick, you know, who we want to, um, you know, thing because, like you said, initially we like, oh, it's okay, I, you can call me this name or that because I'm all fully docs, and we are like about that as well. And I think it, it's cool. Uh, not we don't really say everyone has to be docs to have a project, but it's good to have you some people to see your face, and it's good to have that repo as well. And the best time to build is now. I mean, like, like I mean, like Forbes was founded you know in the hard times and look where they are and yeah you're doing some great stuff mate keep the good work and you know we are here to support you in any way you you need um and we do support few others as well so yeah um we are here to support mate uh keep doing what you're doing
0: bring good to the world i appreciate it yeah thank you for taking the time to have me on i enjoy speaking to you guys and hopefully when things start to ramp up, maybe we can circle back and I can give you an update on
2: where we're at. But um, oh, that's cool. yeah, thank you
1: for your time
0: today.
2: Was, awesome. uh, I always yeah. have fun talking about sneakers. I can do it all day. <laughs> so uh, yeah, have a great rest of the afternoon. And um, yeah, I'm sure I'll see you on Twitter soon. Yeah, see you, mate. Thank, awesome. you. thank, you. thank nice you so much. Thanks, you, man. See you later. Bye. Cool. All right, all right. guys. Um, Did you catch that? No? no, it's all right. Let's, uh, we have a silly space to go in oh so, yeah yeah because yeah, so we're 15 minutes early 15 yeah. minutes early right because um you know secure had to um you know leave but thank you so much for that um time that's you know um that's great and yeah and i hope we added some value here i mean like definitely uh CK did. yeah oh man he's got a he's been around hasn't he and
4: the yeah. brands and his art and i'm gonna have to go follow secure i think after this right. and also robert goes yeah pretty interesting i think everyone should
2: I think everyone should follow secure yeah, and you yeah. know given what he has uh, brought and what he's doing I think that's what you know adding value means like right? you know, everyone says like oh we are building and this is what it is you know yeah. and you know it's building is like you know you can always say it, but doing I think that's a different thing execution is what really speaks you know louder than anything else right so yeah. yes. um, yeah. any, any, anything else you so want the, to bring in
3: the biggest takeaway that I got from that was stay true to yourself mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's what do you yeah want to do? that's like, important just like, stay true to yourself yeah. don't
2: be swayed you yeah know? from uh you know what's the next shiny thing well I not, mean, not just the next
3: shiny thing but especially like speaking mm-hmm. to the art mm. don't try to do
4: what, what you think, thinks think somebody wants you to do yeah
3: yeah do your
4: thing mm. Yeah, make it yours yeah keep yourself your uniqueness true to yourself and um. Yeah, obviously, there's a balance in that there as we discussed, yes. but yeah, I mean, I always can hold I hold on to that as he said? Mm. Yeah.
2: Can I bring something up? Can I? I know that, um, you know, I didn't want to talk about too much, but I want to bring back the Porsche, the NFT project, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. <laughs> The bring reason about on, kid code no. base, the kid code yeah, we can bring that afterwards, you know. So we can we can finish it on a positive note. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so with the with the Porsche, what is your take on this, um, Craig? um You know, it's a project that you're trying to you know get into it, but what's the thing that you?
3: I don't know, I, I guess I expected some more specifics from it. Yeah. It was kind of like here's NFT. I understood there was what over one hundred thirty thousand variations by the time you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. can customize which is quite a lot i mean yeah that's a lot of people to get you know mm. a, a unique something unique that they want um but like a lot of other projects mm-hmm. the value that was going to be provided was yep. very vague for me very thin it's like, right you know yeah you know buy this thing now and we'll give you something later yeah you know or or you know you you'll be entitled to something mm. later or get you something but that something is never meant never mentioned
2: yeah what about you
3: charlie
4: well with me i would say the zero point nine ETH, yep. probably a bit high for a first product i went through the website i yep. couldn't understand what they were going to deliver like it's sort of like a metaverse or digital but it was just like what is it Could you give me some utility? Hmm. Because I look at it, Porsche is a really big, well-known brand. well-established. I love Porsche. But but I felt this was just, to me, it felt like it was just pushed together and put out there. And let's make some EF. It it didn't feel like the Porsche brand to me, put it that way. And I was a bit lost in trying to understand Mm. what their goal was or if they even just had a simple roadmap with yeah. a few dates and dot points right.
2: and i mean for me when i looked at the porsche website and the nft porsche website they are you know talk, is it talk and cheese but
3: yeah chocolate cheese yeah
2: talk and cheese if right?
3: you if you'll pardon the pun yeah, the nft website didn't quite have the same polish
2: yes you know the, the attention to detail yeah. from being porsche from germany and all that it did not flow through, and I feel like it just like, oh, let's put some heat. Oh, they must yeah. have taken some time, but it shows like the... It, you know, wasn't, the, it wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't was not bad, but the attention to detail was still there. It didn't feel like Porsche. It did not feel like yeah. Porsche at all, right? Yeah. And I think, especially for the hardcore fans, uh, not fans of Porsche, I think they're there, and they're like, okay, look, it doesn't talk to them, I feel. It might talk to the, the Web3 blockchain people who are in the Porsche, but hardcore Porsche, I'm like... Only 900 something got minted out of that, right? Out that's a thousand. probably a
4: hope of flipping.
2: Yeah, hope know, of fi- flipping, of exactly. And they're
4: going, oh, Porsche, okay, if it mints out, I can go sell it. for sell sale, something, something else. But, yeah, even like the, um, I didn't mint one. Yeah. Have a look, but the image of
2: the NFT itself, I was like, come on,
4: guys, couldn't you have put. Yeah more effort in there it was
2: just real bland because someone just me. took a picture and then they decided okay that's what they're going to put in there like be lazy so alright yeah. so we don't want to uh, dash but, on, but, it's but good on them for you know but
4: in saying that we don't know what they've got in store for the future exactly of I mean, that's so a, it yes. wasn't clear to me yeah. but you know they could have yeah, a lot 100%. piled in there but they're just holding back to see
2: hmm. and, and the beauty of the NFT projects like you can keep on bring value to it for the rest of To life, yeah, you know, and that's the thing that someone else comes in, like some CMO comes in, and like, oh, you know, we want to pivot, and then they can pick it up and run. Yeah, and you're going to keep the believers there. I mean, the people who, whether it says flip it or whatever, there's always someone will be owning that NFT. I think, think. I think the
3: biggest risk they face Mm -hmm. is jumping in similar to what they have right now, yes. And then going oh well that didn't work like you know we won't bother mm-hmm. doing that again anytime soon yes.
4: yes and then those brands get left behind left behind yes and it's as uh secure said like nike's got the blueprint yes a web2 moving into web3 business
2: 100 right um mm. cool okay let's uh the, for the last uh five minutes charlie all right you know so you can start about your you forward me into an NFT oh, project.
4: I was I was joking, <laughs> I was joking about that. But um yeah, like look at the market we're in, even secure mention. Yeah, but there are projects that are doing well. have been yep. a kid called Beast has been out for maybe a year, yep. a year and a half. Yep. And um they just worked on building a community and sharing 3D art and concepts and communicating yep. and they meant when Live a week ago, two a week, to two yeah. weeks ago now, and they got their Twitter account hacked. But they come together and built that, that project, and then coming in, immoral? and then
2: you've got your
0: yeah,
4: your Friday American. Yes, yeah. yeah. So
2: for no, no, no. For, uh, Wednesday that time, our Thursday. Yeah. For anybody
3: listening that's not familiar with it, can you describe what the project is?
2: Um, so it's twenty
4: different communities yep. of peoples, I would say, different personalities, different personalities or personalities, yeah. hobbies, personalities. Oh, yeah. That's hobbies. Like professionals.
2: Like it could be like you got the real estate guy, you got the investors, you got the oh, musicians, okay. you got the hippies, you got the you know, yeah. IT guys, you got me, the social media influencer <laughs> like Nathan because yeah. Yeah. when you said personalities
3: the, I thought I could have all 18 of those in
2: I, my I <laughs> actually tried
4: to <laughs> I tried to convince uh, Lawrence this morning into Mitchell no. uh, Michelin, what's oh, it yeah, Michelin yeah. I can't remember whatever the last one is but yeah. there's a foodies group in there too yeah. and we know Lawrence loves um, cooking as yeah. marvellous food like, and yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, we got one for Blockstars for Bill on. Bill Hatton, yeah, Bill which Hattie. is a business. Yeah, and we're business. looking at Leap um, Leap Labs, which yeah. is a developer, developer community group. group. Yeah.
2: and um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we, yeah, as Blockstars, we uh, we went in as yeah. well, and it's it's good to be part of that community, and you know how well we can be into helping because this will give the opportunity to be part of communities that like minded people. So we got the developer one, and we got the Investor one uh, with business and you know mentorship as well goes in there. Um, we got the another one for like fashion and brand. Um, we got one for influencers for social media. So, I think you know, I think between between us, I think we got that covered, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, there's always room for one more, Craig. Come on, Craig, I'll
4: show you this afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, but it's a yeah, cool little it's a cool community, community, and you know, you don't know who's when it's a world when it's that well known and it's got a good following good community like yeah. i would say i wouldn't be surprised if gary v's in a few
2: of those um yeah. groups as well i mean the the, the, the the thing that i liked about it because we were in that you know five minutes to uh, the mint mm. that's when it got uh, twitter got hacked and Myself, I was in that. I, I saw Charlie, I think you were in that space, maybe as well. Working we and working yeah, and so and, and they got <laughs> hat and you know, it's I don't think it's I, I'd like to say it's good, but um, as a business, we experience the emotional roller coaster. So what happens that now we understand? Okay, look, okay, we had to look after our security now, right? Mm-hmm. So then I go and you know um, disconnect our Twitter account with all third-party connections and we got some hardware, security, you know, devices. Like I do with
3: my wallet on a regular basis.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, that's what you do with your wallet. I should do the same thing there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so these are the things that, you know, um, it's, you know, when when someone explains it, like, oh yeah, it makes sense. Like why, you know, if they got the token, yeah, they can, you know, connect it through the back, you know, as a reverse, you know, to the yeah. back of the API. And as IT guys, as programmers, we know this could happen, right? But have we ever, you know being you know rather than being reactive have been you know proactive no we haven't you know apart from you right i, tr- I try to be but you can't you can't cover right? everything yeah.
4: it's it's just like the innovation when someone innovates something as yeah. you were saying before the secure and you go oh yes that works i get it i like it this is probably going to be the standard yes. when something bad happens which could happen in many ways that you don't think of there's a lot of smart mm. people yeah. out there trying to attack everything mm. Um, and then you see it. Oh, they got bypassed through a token of another third party, yeah, third party into there and it's like That makes sense. We better go check what we've got yeah. on ours.
2: You know what I mean? It's I like think, that. Yeah. yeah I think that's what it is. I think it's a constant learning and yeah. um, but you know um, Yeah, I was I saw the project I was like, ah, nah, that project is not and I saw it like zero point something like two or three or something like that but and then um you know charlie comes in like oh charlie, you had to go look into this one i love the website and that's what you see it took me like you know it, it only you know took charlie like you know i think it's about three and a half seconds <laughs> <laughs> he gave me that look he gave <laughs> me that you know like our eyes connected and i'm like okay yeah. I'm, I'm in now you know what i mean <laughs> I'm in. and then nathan got in
4: as well i, I looked cosy in the eyes i said UNFT, and then the world just went rainbows. <laughs> and, uh, he heard nothing March after NFT. With, with yeah. a lovely song in the background. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it, so... Yeah, but it's cool. Jump on the um, a kid called Beast website, a kid Beast and take the test to see what community percentage yeah. you'd be in. So yeah. um, because you
2: have a questionnaire, and then you answer some questions. Yeah, and then it gives you okay, like, okay, this is your ninety percent here, eighty three percent there, five percent here, and then it gives you based on that. So yeah. and that's the beauty of it. And you know, actually, we are the reason why we are saying this NFT, we are bringing that up, is because they've been. Doing little bit things a little bit differently mm-hmm. yeah. we're not saying everyone just go and buy it it's not investment advice anything like that but all we are saying is that like, look yeah. these are the new ways people are doing and then post come come up with something like that it's like worlds apart and nike yeah. is doing cool stuff and i think this is what it is i think brands have to be innovative they have to think a little bit differently well even like, Within like the australian
4: artboard. the artboard team like yeah. what well, they done i'm like That works, I understand it, and yeah, it's amazing.
3: We touched on it earlier the pace at which everything is moving in this space, you can't do what you could do six months ago.
4: Yes, you can't do that. Yeah, and it's been like that for many years now. You just new things come and you just got to keep adapting. Like, hey, 2015, 16, 17. You could create a token and a white paper and next minute it's got yeah. there you go uh, yeah. seven hundred million valuation. Now you need a website, <laughs> you need interactive there, yeah. you've got to have a new concept because people yeah. have been burnt and now they're exactly. learning and with NFTs it brings another dimension to community as 100%. well. With that community aspect which you've got to be on top yeah. of.
2: Yeah. All right, guys. I'm gonna um, let's call it a um, call it time because I think we've just gone over the one hour mark. So, guys, um, thank you so much for uh, joining us from Insta, uh, Twitter, and um, YouTube. So, guys, um, if you have any questions, hit hit us up, and we're more than happy to answer. Um, but yeah, and thank you again for your time and being part of the community. Um, love uh, everyone's inputs, and if you have input, please send to us, and we're here to learn ourselves as well. And,
3: and don't forget the meetup.
2: And yeah, and also there's a meetup happening on the seventh of February in um, Gold Coast at the Island. So what we have done is we have changed. Uh, so it seems the Island uh, Hotel, but uh, we have taken a different um, approach uh, for this uh, upcoming um, meetup. Yep. It's going to be a innovation pitch night, uh, which means that uh, we are in, it's, at the moment we are only opening up for uh, for the pitchers to be there in person physically in in person there so we are really uh, this is our first pitch night so we are we have uh, invited people from Gold Coast and Brisbane uh, to come and uh, pitch for the ideas and we got really cool um, pitches at the moment coming through to us and like keep them coming and uh, also if you are if you're into learning how to pitch or to see how it's going and it's it's a it's a networking night as well we have you know a lot of networking we've got awesome pizza there as well so If you're in Brisbane and um, you know around Gold Coast, we invite you to join us on the 7th of Feb uh, Mm -hmm. from 5.30 onwards.
3: And from anywhere else, stay tuned because we had a couple of people, well a few requests from outside of you and some international ones. Of
2: course, yeah. Yeah. Nathan, can we go live from the event? Yes. Yes. Uh I love those three letter (laughs) words. Yes. Um, yeah in that case I think we will do a live uh, broadcast from uh, on the day so yeah on that note yep. thank you so much and we'll see you next week see you later. bye bye
4: thanks
3: for tuning in we'll see you next week same time same place subscribe subscribe subscribe